0: hello and welcome back to the omaha podcast where omaha's most successful entrepreneurs help your business grow i'm your host matt tompkins of two brothers creative and on today's episode we're going to learn how to get those big hairy audacious goals done Yeah, we're going to be joined by Omaha Mayor Jean Stothert, who, whether you love her or not, has gotten a lot of big projects done for the city of Omaha. Today, we actually go on the road to the newly developed Jean Leahy Mall to find out exactly how leaders get shit done. We are down here live on location at Jean Leahy Mall, the newly renovated Jean Leahy Mall. And we're here because, not just because it turned out amazing, it's beautiful, but we want to learn how a massive undertaking like this actually happened, how it came to be. And probably at the top of that list is a good leader, leadership. And so joining us is the leader of our entire city. As well as the uh, Gene Leahy uh, project here, Uh, Mayor Gene Stothard. Thanks for being with us here on location.
1: Thanks for having me. It's been a while.
0: I've been trying to get a a date with you in the park for I don't know how many years. Okay, And, you know, I learned I have to go through your office and make it an official request. A lot of people
1: want dates with me. You know how that is. Not
0: anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. congratulations you're uh yeah you're, you're married and,
1: I am I yeah. am and he's pretty awesome so uh, you'll have to meet him yeah well, I mean and he's been to Omaha he still lives on the East Coast mm-hmm. we're working on selling his house so he can move here but he loves Omaha
0: mm-hmm.
1: originally from st. Louis like I am and uh, but every time he comes here he loves it and so he can't wait to move here so I'm glad
0: it's a it's a great city for a long list of reasons uh, and you know this podcast is all about uh, the the local business community and sure. helping entrepreneurs thrive, find success. And that's one thing I've really loved in working with Joe and Chris on this podcast is there's so many just incredible stories, yes, from from people who just have it starts with like a great idea. Yeah. You know, it starts with just one idea mm-hmm. from one person. Mm-hmm. and then it turns into this manifestation as you, you see here uh, at the park mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, take us back to the very beginning of the Jean Leahy Mall project, right? And I mean, it it started with that inception, right? And what what did the leadership look like to get this ball moving on your end?
1: Right on my, you mean this renovation here? Mm -hmm. Because boy, I could go back to the nineteen. Sixties and the (laughs) 1970s talking about downtown. And, you know, I'll I'll just mention it for a few minutes because it is important because in I'll go back to 1960. We had right under 50,000 jobs downtown Omaha in 1960. And guess what happened? Crossroads opened. So here's a great big shopping center five miles west of here, and literally people moved out of downtown. The businesses moved out, the residents moved out, the restaurants moved out, and downtown Omaha started to die. Mm -hmm. And then it was in the 70s is when the leadership at that time, the mayor, the business community, it was a downtown rotary, they got together and they thought, We have got to revitalize downtown. We've got to get people and jobs back downtown, and we need to connect downtown with our most important geographic feature, which is the Mississippi River. So here comes the original, it was called Central Park Plaza, but the original Gene Leahy Mall. It Mm -hmm. was built in the 70s, in the mid-70s. There was a grant from HUD, and the business community got together, business and philanthropic community, and here the Gene Leahy Mall was built. And after that, there was under there was about 30 buildings that were rehabbed and redeveloped. There was new buildings. People moved back down to downtown. So what we are seeing is kind of a repeat of that. You know, history repeats itself. And when I ran for mayor the first time in 2012 and 2013, I made it my goal that we were going to do something on Lewis and Clark Landing. You know, there were several failed restaurants down there that would bring people down to the landing all the time. And we started talking about that right after I was elected in 2014. I was elected in 2013. We started talking about it and started talking about what could we do in the downtown area like that happened, you know, in the 70s. And that's how it really all started. So like every big project in Omaha, I try to really engage the stakeholders, mm-hmm. the business community and the philanthropic community. And that's kind of how it started.
0: And that's it's that's one aspect that I know myself and a lot of people appreciate about this renovation is that it is very inclusive to very. Uh, local businesses and the local business community here. Right. So you know, you mentioned like some of the past mayors. What are some of the skills? Because this is a, I mean, commitment and yeah, <laughs> it's, uh-huh. it's a eight nine year uh, mm-hmm. you know relentless pursuit to yes. get this uh, to, you know it come was to a fruition. Huge undertaking. Huge. So you you mentioned some of the past mayors and how history repeats itself. What are some of the skill sets that you look to or modeled your own uh, leadership mm-hmm. after uh, mm-hmm. with a big project like this?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I looked at at what we had accomplished in within the city of Omaha and in in the urban core, and I looked at you know our um, our convention center, arena, convention center. I looked at the ballpark, what happened there, um, the Bob Carey Bridge, what happened there, over the Halla yeah. Performing Arts mm-hmm. Center. Um, the Orpheum Theater, which people don't realize we own, but it's run by Omaha Performing Arts. And I looked at all of these great things that had happened within the past couple decades or decade downtown, and how did it happen? It happened when you engaged your stakeholders, your business community, and your philanthropic community with city government. Mm -hmm. You try to be as transparent as you possibly can, and you seek input. And that's exactly what I did. That's how they got that uh, all those things done. Um, you know, when you talk about the Arena Convention Center, there was about 75 million in private dollars in there. You talk about the ballpark, there was about 25 million of private dollars. When I used to meet with mayors all the time, the pandemic started that. When they ask how we get these things done in Omaha, and I talk about philanthropy here in private money, they've never seen anything like yeah. it in Omaha. So to me, that was important to to follow what these other mayors did to get things done mm-hmm. and to work with the private community too. So when this project started down here, and my goal at the beginning was just the Lewis and Clark landing, and we started getting people engaged, one of the first things I did is we brought brought a a company into Omaha called ULI, Urban Land Institute. And we worked with them and they engaged everybody they could think of. Mm -hmm. They had stakeholders, they had business community, they had citizens, and they really asked them what they wanted to see down here, what we needed. it, And that's how it really grew into, let's not just do Lewis and Clark Landing, but let's include Heartland of America Park, let's Mm -hmm. include the Gene Leahy Mall, and let's repeat what happened back in the 70s and really revitalize downtown Mm -hmm. and we are really somebody said something to me the other day which i loved and they said you know what you all are really rebuilding downtown omaha and it really is it's going to look totally different than it had before and we see that revitalization as being so positive for the entire
0: city oh yeah i mean it's growing you see growth moving out west with omaha but i think revitalizing certain parts of you know benson is another uh area of omaha and Mm -hmm. uh, midtown and Mm -hmm. And seeing downtown kind of get this facelift, we you know we we titled this episode "How to Get Shit Done" because that's really kind of like that. I don't know if you can say that at a press conference, but (laughs) that's really what it boils down to. I'll say
1: "How to Get Stuff Done." Stuff done,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. How to get stuff done? Sure (laughs) but (laughs) you know what I'm hearing you say is that you know it takes you have to be tough and persistent, but Mm -hmm. listening is Mm -hmm. perhaps the most. Mm Underrated quality uh, as any leader, whether right. that's a, of a city and a mm-hmm. big project like this, or just of your own company and or be organization. To
1: be criticized, I mean, I watched that. I, I mean, I looked at that, and I read about the history when the convention center was built, when the ballpark. Remember that the big, big push to keep the old ballpark in place and don't build a new ballpark. But I think you know, you, you've you got to have a vision, and you that vision, you get those stakeholders together, you get input. But you've got to be a leader too, and say this after listening to all this and all these studies. This is what we need.
0: You have to make a decision, and
1: you got to yeah. make a decision. I'm still being criticized for this beautiful park.
0: I don't saying, know. I've, I've never criticized you for anything. Well, I ever. wouldn't think you We've would. We've never disagreed about anything, right? But that's one thing I do admire about you and and other uh, you know leaders, whether it be in politics and government or with you know organizations and businesses, mm-hmm. is that. You you do listen, and you can. I mean, we did a TV show where we did comedy bits, just <laughs> out out from making fun of you. I know it, and you were a great sport. You said, "You know what? I want to be in the next one." I know it. I did. That was hilarious. <laughs> that's a rare quality today. I think a lot of people uh, we tend to have you know thin skin with social media, and we get. Uh, we, we let our emotions right. in, in a take an over in a, in a right. bad way and not right. in a healthy way. And so being able to kind of roll with the punches, as mm-hmm. they say, I think is something that um, is a strength for you.
1: And, and, you know, people expect their leaders to make decisions. There's a there's a there's a. a, a problem i think that every newly elected leader has and and they will always think well if i sit on the fence then everybody will like me mm-hmm. and the opposite happens you sit on the fence nobody likes you yeah they want you to be a leader and they you know and i always make decisions the same way you gather data you you, you talk to people you get as much information as you can and then you make an educated decision you explain it and you stick with it and you take your knocks from those who don't agree with you.
0: What is, let us in on, on maybe not all the secrets, but what is a secret? I uh, mean, one of the top three secrets. If I'm a, a business owner, I, I'm a local uh, a business here in Omaha, and I want to be involved. I want right. to be involved in a project like this. Mm-hmm. I want to work with the city. I want to work with the state. What would you suggest? Like, where do you start? Uh, how do you begin that? Is it more relationship building and networking or...
1: I think it's all of the above. You know, we work really, really closely with the Greater Omaha Chamber of Commerce. They do economic development for us. I don't have an economic development, you know, a department within the city of Omaha. So we pay the chamber to do that, but to stay in with the chamber has thousands of businesses that belong to the mm-hmm. Omaha Chamber. So we work very closely with the chamber. Another thing that I did that other mayors did not do, which I think is very important, is I hired not one, but two new deputy chiefs of staff for economic development. And their job is to work directly with the chamber and be out in the community and work with those businesses. Because what I heard when I became mayor, I hate doing business with the city of Omaha. Everything takes a long time. I wanna do this project. It takes forever to get through planning and public works and law. The two men that I had, and I'm replacing them now because they, they moved on to other things, they did a great job. But their job was to work with every single project that we have. Every single project they were assigned to one or the other of those economic developers. They worked in my office, reported to me, but their job was to get things done. And sometimes they had to say no, yeah. but I always told them, if you have to say no for a good reason, then you come back and help them figure out how still to get it done.
0: So you mean there are people who complain about the government not getting things done? Oh, yeah, yeah. that, that there, like there's, there's my concept. secret. Yeah. yeah, yes, they do <laughs> complain. Well, what I'm hearing, though, is you're saying that uh, building a leadership team, yeah. trusting that team, yes. and then delegating to that team... right? I, business owners, and I'm guilty of this too. We make this uh, mistake or assumption that we have to be involved in every single aspect of everything. Only we can do it a certain way, and we don't, you know, trust other people, other right. partners, and you know, people we hire or put in positions like right. that. So, so it sounds like that's a not just for the city, but for a lesson to be learned for any business owner. I
1: think so. And I think if you ask any one of my directors or any of the staff in my office, I, I like to know what's going on. I like to be informed, but I'm not a micromanager. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to run a police department or a planning department or a public works department. So I hire the best directors I can and I trust them. I always tell them, let me know. I don't want to hear anything on the, on the TV. I don't want to hear it on the news yeah. first. You let me know, but I'm going to let you run your department and we work together and i think that's what the golden rule is for my administration i can see
0: you with like you know a, a police hat and a oh no what no is that, no the battalion the ballistic
1: vest on yeah, and yeah, out there see, vest and-, I, I, and that's something i don't do but i'll tell you like if you use the police as an example i probably talk to the chief of police multiple times every day I mean, mm-hmm. he's usually the first person I talk to every morning, lets me know what happened during the night. So I, they keep me really informed. I know what's going on and I make decisions with them, but I give them a lot of autonomy
0: too. Usually with me, if the police are the, the first people I talk to in the morning, There's it, a it's problem. been a problem. It's been a, <laughs> it's been maybe a, a fun night, but not a, <laughs> it's not been a, a bad good night. end result <laughs> uh, with that. So you've seen a lot of, of businesses come and go, yeah. you've seen them succeed. Let's talk about what are some of the things you've seen that have tripped up businesses that maybe have caused failures that businesses didn't recover from? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are what are some of those missteps you've seen that, you know, other business owners can hopefully avoid?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, the pandemic was once in a lifetime, hopefully, but that was really something that mm-hmm. was a huge challenge to me. People used to ask me all the time, what keeps you awake at night? And I would say nothing. I'm always so tired when I get home. I fall asleep eating dinner. That was really Mm -hmm. scary. And that really played havoc on a lot of our businesses, especially Mm -hmm. restaurants in the entertainment business. A lot of restaurants failed. A lot of bars failed. You know, we had a huge loss of revenue with the College World Series, with Berkshire Hathaway, with the swim trials being canceled. And I'm in charge of the budget you know, I don't just pass it and forget Mm -hmm. about it. I had to make sure that by the end of the year that budget was balanced. And so, you know, I made a lot of really difficult decisions. And that was a really hard part of that, probably the hardest part of my whole career as being mayor, shutting down swimming pools and libraries and community centers and canceling, you know, camps and all of those things that we did because we didn't know how we Mm -hmm. were going to survive. But the businesses, they just kept on moving on, you know. We tried to help the restaurants as much as we can. You know, we received CARES Act money indirectly, but then ARPA funding. We tried to get all of that out into the community, and we still are as fast as we possibly can to help individuals and businesses survive. For example, we've had over a hundred million dollars that we have received that's been out in the community for, <clears throat> for um, rent and utility assistance. Mm-hmm. And we're getting it out into the community because we want to help individuals and, and businesses. Huge hit that I mentioned before to our entertainment district. So we're helping the hotels, mm-hmm. you know, a huge help with, uh, um, with the ARPA funds. And so there's different things that we had to do during the pandemic that was quite different. But businesses themselves, they want lower taxes. You know, that's the one thing. They want to know about the cost of living for their employees. They want to know how safe a city is. If we want them downtown, they want downtown what is going to want to attract young professionals. So that mm-hmm. is exactly what we listen to. And that's what we're doing. You know, yeah. they want, they want a, the, they want to be they want to live down here they want walkability they want safety they want public spaces they want public transportation they want a safe city all of those things that we hear in talking to businesses
0: we're trying to provide have there been any failures you feel uh, that you made along the way like things like man I wish I would have done this differently but I learned a lot from that that you know misstep or that right. You know, I know I've got like a lifetime of failures. <laughs> well,
1: just, well, you know, can, I'm still
0: learning. I'm not. I don't know mm, if I've learned from them yet. Uh-huh. But,
1: you know, I, I honestly could say. I mean, I, I probably can think back of things I wish I would have said differently. Um, but as far as something that I feel like we did as that that was a failure that I, I could say, oh gosh, this was awful the way we did it or handled it. I honestly can't think of anything huge that stands out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I could think of a few things, like I I said, I I could have handled differently, but it really didn't have... whole lot to do with economic development and job growth. I will tell you, I think, you know, that um, the issue that we have, it's a fact, not an issue, that we have such a low unemployment rate right now in Omaha, Mm -hmm. um, less than 2% is a double-edged sword, because that sounds great when you say we have, you know, everybody has a job in Omaha that wants a job, but at the same time, if a business is looking to move here, they're going to think, where am I going to get employees? Everybody has a job. So it's kind of a du- that's mm-hmm. kind of a double-edged sword. So that low unemployment rate can be a little terrifying to a new business looking here, but we still try to offer what they're looking for. What I would say that we need more of are incentives. Statewide incentives, citywide incentives that we can offer these businesses so that they'll want to come. Right now we have a TIFF. To, or tax increment financing. But other than that, you know, we don't have a lot of incentives that we can offer businesses to come here.
0: No, I'm not referring to politics as politics, but there is politics in everything, just in, yes. in life. I mean, life Absolutely. is politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, how what, would you, what do you suggest to, to business owners and entrepreneurs who deal with whatever their degree of politics is, they have to work with people they don't like and work with people they like. People who say that's a horrible idea right. or that's a great idea for a restaurant. No, that's mm-hmm. it's a terrible place. What were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you suggest to entrepreneurs to work through that? Just still make progress and make your dream a reality with you know, what you're doing with your business, but uh, not let that maybe derail your attention.
1: You know, and I, I, don't, I hope I set a good example for that um, because if I hire people that, that know their business. You know that that, um, and I've been very successful in hiring people. My, like I said, my directors and my staff, because I want to know what they know, and I want I want to hire them based on their ability, not. What, what political party they belong to. I will tell you, probably I have 19 people that work in my office. I don't know half of their political party. It doesn't matter to me. And I could tell you there's a lot of Democrats that work Mm -hmm. in my office as well as Republicans. But Omaha is a Democrat city right now. Mm -hmm. You know, there's more Democrat voters than Republicans. And my last election, I won by a pretty big margin. And so I hope people look at me as being Nonpartisan, of yeah. not bringing the politics into everything and is I that think-
0: something you like do uh, you're conscious of i mean yeah. e- even oh, yeah. just with you know somebody who i mean like we talked about having uh, you know kind of a thick skin and a sense of humor right. i think is important mm-hmm. to, for any leadership position uh-huh. but you know, is that something you walk into and you're like, okay, I'm not going to let maybe personal feelings or reactions right. get in the way of, you know, yeah, I, I you know, like Matt, I can't stand Mad, but that's a really good idea that he had right. and I'll hear him out. You right. know?
1: And I do that. I mean, I, I listen to people, I'll hear him out. It doesn't matter to me what direction they're going as far as politics. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've been criticized mm-hmm. saying I'm not Republican enough or I'm yeah. not far right enough, um, but, you know, I think to be the mayor of Omaha and also to get things done. Like, obviously we are getting things done. Um, And it's not just down here. If you look from the Missouri River to the Elkhorn River, there's things and big projects going, multi hundred million dollar projects everywhere. And we're doing that because I really feel like people have, they trust our leadership. Um, They don't just give you that trust, you got to earn it. I'm in my 10th year now. I think that they see the job that me and my team has done. And they trust us, and I think that that's all part of being successful. You you, you got to say what you mean and mean what you say, you know. And you got to and you and I never want to be caught in saying something um, that's a lie. Um, that's not true. If people ask me a question and I don't know the answer, I'm, I'm more than willing to say, I don't know the answer, but I'll get the answer for you rather than to trip up and say something wrong.
0: So you've gone from literally, you know, the gift shop to (laughs) the mayor's office. Well, there's a little more in it. Well, I know, but, but I'm, (laughs) I'm, but I'm, I'm, I say that to, to preface this and that is there are a lot of people. And I remember myself when I was working construction, Framing Houses had this dream of, you know, it'd be great to, to entertain people and, and right. you know do this and that no. and you know you, you sit there and for the person who's in that place right now who's just starting out who they have this dream mm-hmm. what would be your final uh your final words of wisdom to them to yeah. help them to get moving what, what would your, your biggest piece of advice be
1: well yeah no know, obviously know your stuff Mm-hmm. Um, that that's that's really important and and do it and give everything you can to it you know you're never going to win unless you try and there is no embarrassment in running for a political office in losing i lost one race in 2006 but look at all of our great leaders in the country some of them a lot of them have lost races in the past but you got to remember i started out as a head nurse in an intensive care unit. So I managed the intensive care unit. I did the budget. I did the hiring. I was on the school board for 11 years. Um, that was a volunteer position, but I learned a lot about working with people and listening to all points of view. Um, then I ran for the legislature. I didn't win that one. That was a, a close race. It was a 14 vote loss. But I felt like mm, this wasn't meant to be. And there was something else out there calling my name. So then I ran for city council, won that race. I never, when I ran, and for city council had any ambition that I'm going to do council and run for mayor. That was not in the cards mm-hmm. for me. But after being on city council and taking that job real seriously, I decided I did not like the way the mayor at that time was running the city. And I thought I had two choices. I could run for Council again, probably have an easy race. Run for mayor and probably have the hardest race of my life, and that's what I decided. So keep
0: to do. dreaming and never give up. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I was hard. when I was building houses, I never thought I would be sitting here, uh, you know, on this right. beautiful, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pavilion stage mm-hmm. at Jean Laheem talking to the mayor of Omaha. Uh-huh. So, and most of my teachers from high school uh, to this day can't mm-hmm. believe it either. They're like, "What is right. going on in the right. world?" But it, you have to stick with it. You have to uh, have that perseverance.
1: Yes, and, and you know, I've told people that that. That loss I had taught me a lot. Yeah. Taught me a lot about That's myself what I mean by
0: learning about failures. You oh, learn yeah. so much from those. I thoughts. learned
1: more about that failure or losing that race. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I lost by 14 votes, but it doesn't make any difference if I lost by 14 or 14,000. Mm-hmm. When you run for a political office, you win or you lose. There's no second place. Mm-hmm. So if I lost by 14, I lost. I had to move on. That's all there was to it. But there's no shame in running and losing. And you learn a lot. And because when I ran for city council, I got my team together and I said, we are not going to lose by 14 votes. We're going to work. Every area of Omaha that we need to, every one in the district five, which I ran for at first, and then we did that when I ran for mayor too. You know, I, I the, when I ran for mayor, I walked the city for a full year. I, you know, I announced I was running in May. I started walking in June, and I walked till next May mm-hmm. when the election was. And
0: you only, you only tripped once. Uh,
1: I, maybe I have tripped more maybe than maybe once. Twice? I know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I walked in snow and ice, but that's how I felt. That you're going to win a race, and yeah. we did.
0: So well, uh, we appreciate you uh, greatly for coming on our inaugural episode of the Omaha Podcast, which is all about Omaha. So it having is the my Omaha pleasure. Mayor as guest is—I
1: could talk for another thirty oh, minutes know. on Omaha. I mean, there's so yeah. much going on, even downtown, even beside this, mm-hmm. like with Conagra,
0: the library, all these. Different, yeah, yeah.
1: Conagra is a five hundred yeah. million. Uh, the Builders District, the Maker or uh, the Millworks District, mm-hmm. those are three hundred million each. Um, The new uh, Mutual of Omaha Tower that is going to be behind us here, Um, Crossroads, Mm -hmm. that is moving forward. Uh, The site where the Civic Auditorium was, that will move forward. You look all the way out west, 192nd Dodge, huge projects out there. Well,
0: the cool thing is this is a podcast with an endless supply of new episodes. There we go. So we will continue talking about it, and you're welcome to come back on anytime you want. You need uh, to invite me again. Well, we'll have you over to our, our, our new studio so we can could have, my, a, have some air conditioning.
1: Could my long-lost sisters, Jan and Joan, show well, up speaking, sometime?
0: Well, uh, speaking of that, I'm glad you brought up Joan and Jan Stother. So yes. uh, so Joe uh, Kinney here with us. Yes. I thought
1: they moved out of Omaha. Uh,
0: no, Joe, we actually put together a special gift for for you, um, oh. and I want to butter you up before this last question I'm okay. going to ask you. Right. So, uh, so Joe, if you want to grab the this special gift, and it's actually it's a two part gift. Okay. All right. So
1: is this from my sisters?
0: Well, you. Have to, you? Well, this first one is uh, from the Omaha Podcast, from uh, Two Brothers Creative and Three Sixteen Strategy Group. Joseph Kinney, Christopher Slater, myself. Nice. And, of course, Wendy did some, uh, She, I think she put the little, you're the sweetest card on the front.
1: There, oh, so. well, your wife is the sweetest, so thank her
0: for that. I think you're going to like this, though.
1: I know I'll like it. Uh-oh. I can't be messy. The Omaha podcast. Get stuff done. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I like this. This will be on my desk.
0: I will I want to see pictures of it. This is the yeah. best.
1: I will get a picture mm-hmm. of this. This is great.
0: Yeah, I love it. Have Thank you. A card you. for you in there.
1: Thank you okay. very much. Me... That is great.
0: This next gift here.
1: Oh, this is <laughs> Omaha's greatest mayor. Now this I like a yeah. lot. Uh, Thank you. That'll be on my desk too. I have to remind people about this. So
0: before I give you this, this gift is from uh, your sisters, Joan and Jan Stothert. Oh, bless I, You know, I wouldn't be, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to call myself a, uh, you know, a media personality if I didn't ask, uh, is it uh, uh, governor, senator? Uh, what's the next move for you know the mayor?
1: I don't know. I honestly don't know. I really love what I'm doing now. I've mm-hmm. only been in one year of this term here. I usually wait midterm to decide. I'm not I'm not ruling anything out yeah. at this point. I'm really not. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be very unusual to have a four-term mayor because it's unusual to have a three-term mayor. But I do love what I do. So, I'm not saying yet. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I really honestly don't know because I want to concentrate on, yeah. on, on well, a lot what of big we're doing projects right now. You
0: have right now that are ongoing that oh, yeah. you know, require yeah. your and I And I'm so. busy
1: with all of them, and I want to see them through.
0: Well, you just just text me. You I know. Will. Like you used to do when the TV was on. Like, yeah. It was on like 12, 15 in the morning. Yeah. Get a text message. And from- I
1: would say, what in the world are you doing?
0: So this one here, you can open this now because it's got a it's a nice little special just married. Uh, um, card.
1: Oh, this is nice. And, and I it think you like- your wife Wendy had
0: something to do with this. Yeah, one, so too. she is uh, she is a, a crafting aficionado. I can and, tell that. Yeah, so she uh, makes these handmade cards.
1: Happily ever after. This is for me and my husband. Congrats on your legitimate marriage <laughs> with love from your illegitimate sisters. Look <laughs> at them. There they are.
0: Oh, I miss both of them yeah. very much. And I don't know who that. Yeah, well, I was just yeah, bikini Yeah. I think she was a pole worker. Is she uh, one of my sisters, the, too? No, I think she okay, was. Just,
1: I was these too.
0: It was the work in the Polls episode. I thought he, maybe he there were up. triplets yeah. here yeah. or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Thank <laughs> you very much. I really appreciate
0: it. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. So frame that, hang it I'm up, well, you know, I'm and uh, the memories last forever.
1: <laughs> I <I'm> certainly <laughs> will. Thank you.
0: All right. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah, you bet. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you, Mayor Stother. On the next episode of the Omaha podcast, we're going to reveal the playbook on how to do what you love for a living.